Okay, before we get started today, um, we have a little uh, triggers. We talked about the figs controversy, and I guess we just wanted to clarify that, like, in no way um, are we canceling that brand. You know, I think we all agree that everybody deserves a chance to screw up and then redeem themselves in situations like this. We had um, a listener who is also one of our friends write in to us and she said that while she's super upset with the way that figs handled this advertisement and how they uh, that they even released the advertisement she has purchased scrubs from them in the past and that she loves wearing them they're super comfortable really good quality worth the price but that also their customer service is really good and that she had spilt some bleach or something on her scrubs and then within an hour they had shipped out a new pair to her like that's pretty cool it's pretty so, incredible yeah that's pretty yeah. good so yeah we just wanted to uh, relay that message yeah and um, i mean we hope that in future uh figs is a little bit more conscious about their advertising totally totally yeah yeah absolutely and one more thing before we get started on the episode is that we had a bit of a recording mishap <laughs> again um, while we were recording, my mic cut out about 20 minutes into the episode. Luckily, we were recording on Skype, so we still have content for the whole episode, but <laughs> the recording quality is not that great. Um, so hopefully for our final episode, we won't have any more of these mishaps. Um, but, um, yeah. So you will hear a change in the audio quality um, about 20 minutes in on my end. Uh, we think it's still listenable, but um, you can make up your mind about that. So that's all we got for triggers today. Let's get started. Please pause for an important directive from Dr. Morgenstern, Chief of Surgery at County General Hospital. This episode contains heavy themes and serious content. Listener discretion is advised. All stories shared in this podcast have been altered to protect the identity of our patients and colleagues. Any perceived medical advice from the show should not be used for real-life medical concerns. Always consult your personal physician before proceeding with any new practice or treatment. This podcast will include spoilers for the episodes we are discussing, but there will not be any future episode spoilers. Thank you. Welcome back to ERG Free Podcast, a recap podcast where two emergency room nurses recap the 90s TV show ER. We are your hosts, Melissa and Julie, and welcome back. We are excited to be here. Yeah. Melissa, how are you this week? Um, I am good. I, yeah, I'm okay. I'm still kind of reeling yeah. about the social media kind of gag order yeah. that's going on um yeah. but other than that i'm Me doing too. pretty good um i'm really excited to talk about this episode because it is a winner <laughs> so yeah as far as like how our weeks are going i'm gonna say uh i'm very angry and feeling negative so i probably shouldn't say anything in case i get brought into court <laughs> For my negative feelings. Yes. Um, I don't know, Julie, if you're allowed to say that you feel negative. Yeah, I'm not allowed to say anything. Just say that you're not feeling super positive. It's negative. 
yeah. 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 Because. Wouldn't ever want to yeah. say that negative word. That would not be good. Yeah, I wouldn't want any negative opinions or criticisms that could make things better. We don't want that. No. We want, we want complete complacency. Yes, that's right. That's right. Like a stepford yeah. wife, kind of very happy. Everything's perfect. And yes. I love, love nursing and everything the government does. <laughs> and I love how our health yeah. department is managing. They're great. <laughs> like I just yeah, yeah. Like this is like, they're just awesome I feel so protected and safe in my work I don't have any complaints no instead of going down that road we'll just uh we'll we'll pop right into happy-go-lucky first impressions of these uh of this episode yeah what were your thoughts um, what were your thoughts and feelings my overall thoughts are really good. I really liked it. Uh, I did think it was kind of a different like episode. Uh, I just I felt like it was a little bit differently mm -hmm. filmed. I don't know. And so then I was looking yeah. into it, and this is one of the ones that Quentin Tarantino directed. So then I was like, oh, that's why it feels a little different. So. Yeah, it uh, got me even more excited about um, the episode because uh, it's pretty cool that Quentin yes. Tarantino directed it. So, yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. So, anyway. I can't believe he did. That's some surprise. I know. But, I mean, it's it was a really, I really did enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. I did, too. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, and it felt a little bit, like, more fast-paced, a little, like, just from the previous yeah. episodes, like, it kind of had a, quite a different feel to it. And so that's why I had to look, because I was like, something different is happening here than the last few episodes. And then I was like, ah, it was Quinta Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> so, pretty I know. cool. It was so good. I think this, yeah, so far this might have been my favorite episode. That's fair. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, lots just, of cultural yeah, references. Yeah, it was so engaging and, and, like, it made me cry. It made me laugh. Like, there were so many things. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think Quentin, like, brought a Two lot of Two ranges his... of emotion. <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> I felt so many uh, things. I love it. Sadness and happiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, like, I guess kind of a little bit of a fun fact for this episode is that, like, Quentin Tarantino, he, like, incorporates... It's kind of his trademark to incorporate, um, like, culture, more cultural references, which you could totally see in this episode. That he, like, there was a Yosemite Sam was on Susan's t-shirt. And, like, the Beatles song, Blackbird, yeah. right? That um, Chloe was singing during her delivery. Like, there's just, like, more yeah. of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of cool to see a little bit more of that being incorporated. Um, but, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Love it. All right. So what's the episode? Oh, wait. No, give me your jewels. Oh, so my jewels, I'd have to say I'm going to go big. I'm going to go like 300 jewels on this one. Oh, my God. I was going to say, I'm going to 
was gonna say the exact same thing. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. I like it. Say it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Three hundred. Three hundred point five. <laughs> 300.5 just to be a little different love it uh yeah i really yeah. liked this episode i'm really excited to talk about it so this episode is called motherhood it was written by lydia woodward directed by quentin tarantino and it aired on may 11th 1995 awesome a brief synopsis of the episode so susan is forced into the role of parent when chloe gives birth and both Chloe and her mother, Cookie, terrible name, uh, shrink the responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, that's a terrible name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Doug is surprised and a bit frightened when Diane suggests they move in together. Unfortunately, uh, Linda Farrell, the pharmaceutical rep, happens to be around to take advantage of his nervousness. Carter is offered the ER sub-internship, but turns it down in anticipation for receiving the surgical position. And Benton gets some very sad news. So that's the episode. So it's Mother's Day in this episode. And it's the entire episode is centered on moms. How fun. So Susan wakes up. Everybody take a shot <laughs> wherever you are, because again, she's waking I up. I mean, it's the morning and I'm drinking uh, coffee, Chloe, but I'll take a sip. Yeah, <laughs> take a shot of your coffee. <laughs> so Chloe is in labor. Looks like Susan didn't end up kicking her out of the house. She's still she's still there. Yeah. Um, they go into the hospital. I just like cracked up when <laughs> they... They enter the doors and Carter is sitting at the desk and they're like, Carter, blah, blah, blah. And he just like falls backwards out of the chair. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like after this episode, Carter is like quickly becoming my favorite character. I was honestly going to say I, the same I, thing. Like I've got it written down. Like he, yeah. I don't know. His Why are we the comedy, same person? Yeah. His comedy <laughs> skills are just on point. I'm a huge fan. Oh, it's so funny. Like, it's just, it's so funny. So, anyways, uh, they end up getting Chloe onto a stretcher. The baby is crowning. She delivers. And there's, like, this really beautiful moment. I guess Chloe, like, she must really like music because she had, like, all of these CDs that she wanted to bring with her, which is just so funny. CDs. Like, I don't remember the last time I actually, like, handled a CD. Yeah. Um, But. I think they're, they're cassette tapes. Aren't they cassette tapes? that you want brought in i think so yeah they're all cassette tapes because there's this okay because i was wondering about it and there's this scene where like carter is like digging through them to try to find the white album so that he can put it on and he like dumps out the bag and it's all cassette cassette tapes (laughs) (laughs) okay so i do remember the last time that i handled a cassette tape okay and i had okay so i had this car forever it was a 1996 Toyota Camry that I drove like pretty much all of high school and up until like last year when <laughs> I finally replaced my car. I drove this car forever. That's amazing. And it had a cassette tape uh, little thing in it, yeah. of course, 96. And in, yeah, in the center console, for some reason, there were just all these cassette tapes that my mom must have had that she just put in there. And she's like, well, there's a cassette tape player in here. So, like, we'll put the cassette tapes in there. And there was, like, a cassette tape of, like, ocean sounds and, like, whales 
talking to each other. And then there was like, you know, like some, uh, some, some trumpet player. I can't remember his name. He's really famous. Uh, oh, what's his name? I'll, I'll think of it later. We'll insert it here. But um, like, just like super 90s. 2000s early 2000s saw like cds that were in there oh damn it cds not cds cassette tapes that's awesome but do you remember as a kid when you if like the tape became unwound you had to like take a pencil and yes wind it back up yeah Yeah. so funny and like to replay a song was like a difficult process it wasn't just like a but like you had to rewind to the no, right no. time. You have to rewind. Right? And then play it again. So, like, typically you wouldn't repeat yeah. listen to one song over and over. Like, now you could do that. No problem. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, it's it's so funny to think yeah. about. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I actually used a cassette tape. But I had the same thing. Like, my first car had a cassette um, player. Yeah. And I had, like, one of those cassette Because I had an mp3 like in university but i would just like have one of those cassette adapters that had the headphone jack that you could like put the cassette into the player and then put the it was connected to a headphone jack that you'd plug into your mp3 player because it wasn't on your phone um and then i also remember like trying to record off of the radio onto a cassette tape because like you would like request a yeah. song right on the radio because you really wanted to record it <laughs> and yeah. then like wait it out until they actually played the song. And then I had like one of those like Fisher Price um, oh my God. cassette players microphone with the thing. microphone. Yeah. And I would like put in a blank oh tape and wait for the <laughs> um, radio to play the song <laughs> I wanted. And I'd be like, oh my God. And you usually missed like the first bit of the song because you were trying to record <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, like, record the song you wanted i can just picture little melissa oh, doing man. this Very i used easily. to love that That's recording so my own little cassette <laughs> <laughs> of britney spears and oh god oh my god spice girls and all that stuff. i hope you still have those cassette I tapes i don't think so like i don't know maybe like in one of my boxes but i don't think that those lasted um but yeah god i used to have so oh, much that fun is doing so that so unfortunate yeah, good times. Anyway, now yes. it's like, oh, yes. I just yes. have to look on my Apple Music and just pull up whatever song I want. Like, you take it for granted a little bit, right? But... Yeah, yeah, anyway. it is. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so um, after we, uh, after they play the right cassette tape for Chloe, uh, she gives birth. They are singing together as this is happening. Uh, it was really a very emotional moment. I definitely teared yeah, up. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Like this is a... when they're like singing "Blackbird" uh, by the Beatles. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, it was really yeah. sweet. Yeah, was... I liked it. So, anyways, uh, there's a baby. There's a baby now in Susan. <laughs> there's a baby. <laughs> Shit's Creek reference. Anyway. A baby. <laughs> If anybody watches that show. So a new baby in uh, Chloe and Susan's life. Uh, So Carol is, oh, and Chloe calls her Susie. Names her after Susan. Yeah. Very special. So Carol is with uh, Susan and they're holding the baby. 
she talks about so Carol's talking about how her family has arrived for the wedding or should I say Tag's family and they're very invasive and there's like a thousand of them not really but yeah. she's over exaggerating but there's lots of them and they want to paint her bathroom they're like you know her mom is wanting to go out for dinner or sorry Tag's mom is wanting to go out for dinner like three nights a week and she's not about it um I mean, they're just, listen, Tag and Carol are having some issues, as they have been for a long time. It's approaching their wedding. I feel like the pressure's on, and pressure is already on when there's a wedding. I feel like this is going nowhere good. Right. But, you know, right, you know what, the show is, I've been wrong about their show, so maybe they will get married. Who knows? Who knows? We'll find out soon, I think. Who knows? (laughs) Meanwhile, Carter, Benton, and Mark receive a patient who has fallen and was impaled by a rebar. He's airlifted to the hospital. They take him in. He's in surgery. Um, Carter is watching uh, Benton operate, and he's, like, very into it. Uh, The rebar has gone through this guy's gallbladder. Carter gets to remove the rebar, and uh, then the patient crashes and unfortunately doesn't make it. So Benton has to go and talk to the mom about this heartbreaking news. It's very, very, very sad. Um, yeah. yeah. I think this is the first time, but, like, I, I know this isn't the first time we've seen Dr. Carter in the OR, but, like, it, it's a very yeah. infrequent thing that we see him actually doing the rotation he's supposed to be doing. Um, so... I know, which is why I find it so surprising that he's in the rotation when he's barely ever in the OR. Yeah, exactly. He's, like, always in a merge. Or at least that we see. And, like, Dr. Benton doesn't take yeah. him along to surgery very often. So I was like, oh, maybe, like, as no. his days are numbered being there, like, as his rotation starts to come to an end, now he's actually in the OR and doing well. Because I think the last time and only other time we saw him in the or was when he was screwing up right like when he broke his sterile technique like twice and yeah yeah so so yeah he had no idea what he was doing he actually is doing some of the rotation i don't know but yeah 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 so i don't yeah anyways i didn't really get that but i mean or no sorry not that i didn't get it i just feel like i up until this point honestly i thought he was more emerge yeah i and I know that Benton is surgical, but I just thought that he was with anybody, you know? Like, I thought he was kind of just floating around in the Emerge department and kind of under everybody's supervision, but mostly Benton's. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, well, I mean, I obviously he wasn't takes, paying attention he takes patients with, like, Dr. Green and Dr. Lewis all the time. Like, yeah. so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But. Then Doug comes into work, saunters in in his very Doug-like way. And apparently there is a horse in his parking spot. Um, that was a weird one. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. <laughs> Maybe it's like a police officer or something. I'm not Maybe. sure. <laughs> so the unit clerk asks why the horse is there. And Doug is like, I don't know. That's why we pay you the big bucks. And I was like, I, that's kind of rude. I don't know. I know he's just joking. Yeah, but like I think I like, that's that kind of rude. But then. Yeah. Okay. Th- I'm glad you're going to say this. Okay. This is the part. <laughs> So then, then Doug walks away, and the unit clerk is like, hey, I actually have, like, these patients, like, diarrhea, vomiting, a bunch of kids, and he hands them all these charts. And Doug, like, begrudgingly takes them, and 
the unit clerk is like, but that's why we pay you the big bucks <laughs> yeah. is to do all these nasty things. Yeah. This is a smart ass. And I loved it. He put him in his place, oh, yeah. I think, which was great. I loved it too. It was like, great. I just felt like it was kind of maybe, maybe, uh, I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of rude when you know that the unit clerk is not making that much money. Right. For you to joke about that person's income i don't yeah know. i agree i agree i think like yeah that uniclerk was asking doug do you or do i call security for that like he was like trying to be like what do i do about a horse being in your parking lot or a parking spot right and then that's when doug was like well that's why they pay you the big bucks because i don't know what you should be doing but that horse needs to be gone and and then, yeah, I loved that he just, like, got him yeah. back. He's like, well, I have, like, a large group of children with nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. And here you go. Yeah, and yeah, like, exactly. That's why you get paid the this big bucks. This is your job. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. That's why you get paid the big and, bucks. And, like, yeah. true emerge and fashion, I... right? To, like, give it just as much as you can take yes. it. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. In true emerge fashion. Mm-hmm. We are... I feel like in a merge, I mean, there's definitely a line, but most of the time we're always dunking on each other. Totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 So anyways, I also just wanted to like talk about the scouts because he ends up treating this group of boy scouts and the leader of the boy scouts is giving me major Miss Frizzle vibes with the same amount of fun as Angela from the office. She's like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) she is like so serious and not fun (laughs) and she's like giving him the details like yes yes sir this is what's like i was yeah i'm pretty sure it's like what food poisoning or something or whatever she thought it was yeah uh, from our previous camping trip and yeah yeah, like she was just previous camping trip (laughs) very monotone not an enjoyable human yeah No, like, should not be a Boy Scout leader when you can't have any fun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (sighs) And then Doug gets right in the line of fire of this guy puking. Like, rookie mistake, dude. Totally. Get out of the line of fire at all times. Totally. Yeah, huge rookie mistake. So then, yes. Uh, then we see this interaction between Diane and Doug, and she is offering, I feel like very loosely, for Doug to move in. And I felt like she was very reasonable in her approach. Yes. She's like, she and her son have to move out of their place because the landlord wants his daughter to move in. And she's just sort of like, yeah, I'm looking for a new place. Like, do you want to maybe join us in moving in? And she's like, no pressure. It's just an idea I had and if you don't want to that's fine too and he still gets spooked yeah like she told you that you don't have to move in and she's not expecting that from you and then he's like and he freaks out yeah like I thought the exact same thing like dude she did it so tactfully right she was like because he was like kind of stumbling over his words and she's like no need to like stumble like I am totally cool if you don't want to move in no big deal it's just yes. we're moving and I wanted yeah. to make the offer, but like we're still fine if you don't want to move in. Just let me yeah. know. Right? Like and he just yeah, yeah he yeah. still spirals. Like, I don't know. It's I yeah, it's know. not a good I, like, sign. I feel like I'm 
I think I'm heading more and more into our friend on Twitter who is in the I Hate Doug Club <laughs> because I just, I feel like he's so childish. Yes. Like you, he has so much experience with relationships with dating women, and he still can't get it together. Like, and I don't get if you like, I don't care, date around, whatever. Like your prerogative, but you don't like. He is just so taking things out of proportion and making this into a bigger deal than it actually is, which he's done. We've seen in previous relationships too. Right. Like I don't know. Well, and and that probably did with Carol as well. Totally. And he's not, like, this is what gets me, is that when Jake asked him to be the coach for his baseball team, he just jumped into that. He was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, like, I don't think that he's necessarily afraid of commitment. He just doesn't like Diane. No. Like, at the end of the day, if he truly, because yeah. he yeah, loves Jake, enough. loves Jake, right? And was like, yep. Yeah. 100% yeah. I will be your baseball coach. Ah, that's true. No problem jumping in on that commitment. But when it comes to something with Diane and committing further to her, then he's like freaking out. So I think it's like a pretty good tell on the fact that he's not super into her. Like that he likes Yeah, you're the right. Situation. I actually didn't really see it that way. Yeah. I don't know. That was my yeah. interpretation. Yeah, he obviously so. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's self-sabotaging a little bit, but also totally. because he doesn't like her. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so that we sort of see this little conversation go down in the break room. Mark and Susan are talking about whether or not Mark is going to be going to Milwaukee for Mother's Day. And he's like, no, 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 but Jen is going to be coming to Chicago for dinner. Um, and, her like, uh, Rachel is at a sleepover. So... Um, then we learn that Chloe is not going to be living with Susan. She's going to be living with their parents. So after the delivery, the plan is for, uh, her to move in with mom and dad. With Cookie. That's the worst name. Is she a stripper? Like, (laughs) why is her name Cookie? Cookie, ugh. I mean, the way that she behaves, I wouldn't put it past her that she had a... (laughs) A stripping gig a stripping and gag. no shade and no shade towards you know stripping, stripping. like that's you yeah. know great income. yeah um, <laughs> um but i just am like they all yeah, yeah she the has name, a very like, cookie okay. personality you know like i'm not she once does. we met her i was like yeah. oh you know what she fits the name <laughs> like that makes sense yeah she does yeah she does yeah, yeah perfectly encompasses or she she encapsulates what it what cookie is in a person so then carter and mark have a chat about what he's choosing in terms of surgery versus emerge and carter tells him he's going to be choosing surgery instead of emerge and mark is like yeah that's i he says something interesting that maybe we have touched on before, but I'm not sure. But he's like, oh, yeah, so that you can be a real doctor. Like, surgeons get all the glory, and we're just the little guys kind of thing with Emerge. And, like, our Emerge doctors kind of joke about this a lot, that, you know, like, they're kind of little guys, and, you know, other doctors are way smarter than them, even though, like, our Emerge docs are incredibly intelligent and quick thinking, and they're they're amazing at what they do. 
And it got me thinking about when Emerge became a specialty because it was actually really, it wasn't that long ago. It was only like 31 years ago that this happened. Did we talk about this in another episode? I don't think so. I don't think we did either. So I'll tell you when it was. So it wasn't until 1979 in the USA that the American Board of uh, Medical Specialties recognized emergency. And then 10 years later, they granted emergency board status to physicians that wanted to use it as a specialty. So it really wasn't until 1989 that it was an officially recognized specialty in the USA. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. In 1977 was when the Canadian Association of Emergency Physicians was sort of in, was born. Um, and then a few years later in 1980, the emergency medicine, uh, emergency medicine was finally designated as a freestanding specialty by the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons. Wow. So, so it's, it's really relatively new. new. Yeah. So what did they do yeah. before? Was it like family doctors that ran emerges? I think so. I like think it was it a was family, family medicine practice. I I believe so. I that's a good question. Maybe it was similar to what we see now, and just surgeons and urologists and specialists just hung out in the emergency department and waited for patients to come in. Or something, yeah, maybe. You know, or like you would see, you would go to your primary physician first. Yeah, and they would send you in with a consult for whatever it oh, was yeah. you needed, and then oh, we're that seen by that consulting service. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, or maybe yeah, there were family sense. doctors in Emerge. I don't know, but. If you yeah, were having maybe. an emergency, like if you were having a heart attack, like then you must still have been able to come in, to walk into Emerge and be like, I'm having a yeah. heart attack. I don't yeah. know. You don't want it's a clinic. We should ask Sherry what it was. Yeah, before. we should ask it's Sherry. Me. That's a great idea. Yeah. And maybe add it to our triggers. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Susan and Chloe's mom turns up with balloons. She's very spunky, very perky. We learn a little bit more about their dynamics. They argue a lot. Um, their mom starts questioning Chloe about the dad of the baby. It's not going well. Um, and then later, Cookie tells Susan that she can't take the baby and that she's like done with parenting. She's kind of over that and she wants to like spend time with her husband and and yeah so they basically say no not gonna happen yeah really crappy like they came up with this plan it was gonna help Susan out like and then she backtracks and for such selfish reasons like she's like well I already raised kids I don't want to raise another kid like I'm done well like I just then don't initially agree to do it first off yeah but like you this is more your responsibility than it is susan's because i agree this is your daughter yeah 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 i totally agree i I mean (laughs) i don't i don't think it's necessarily selfish of cookie i could understand being a parent and having kids that are grown up that you don't want to look after an infant again like full-time I totally understand that that someone might feel that way, but then it's your job to then help your daughter find a way to figure it out. It should right. not be on Susan to right. figure out where she's going to go. Like Susan can be part of that conversation for sure, but I think that it should be up to Chloe to she's figure good. it out 
Like right. Chloe is the sole, she's the one who is responsible for herself. Uh, but oh, I right. feel like, I feel like the mom is the one that should be kind of there helping her. But I feel like the, it sounds like maybe the mom and dad have a hard time looking after themselves in some ways too. Yeah. I and I think Susan has alluded to that as well, that like, they weren't the greatest of parents first time around. So yeah, yeah, I can see how they just aren't that great this time, which they have even more of an excuse to kind of avoid. So I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's kind of crappy. Crappy for Susan that yes. she's the most responsible in her whole family, like including her parents, which yeah. is too bad. But Totally. Anyway. It is too bad. It is. So yeah. Linda is back. I guess she's selling her pharmaceutical things to the hospital. And this makes me very nervous because this is now the second time that Linda has made an appearance. And she is resisting her suggestion to, like, go out. Um, but now, I don't know. I'm suspicious. I feel like he's going to screw up big time. Yeah. Big time. Well, and that last, okay, so the last time we saw Linda, when she was talking to Doug in front of Jake, yeah. he says, like, doesn't um, Doug yeah. say, like, I'm in a relationship, I'm yeah. not going to be doing this with you? Yeah. And so I just, I think it's really shitty of Linda. Like, of course, it's both, both of them, like, Doug's got to say no, but, like, yeah. also after that conversation... There's just no way I would go and be hitting on a guy again. You know, like, really? he's in yeah. a relationship. Have enough respect for him and yeah. the woman that he's with to just, like, step aside. I don't know. Okay. I think she's being a little skeevy, too. Of course, he is. Of course, it's both of them. Yeah, I don't like... Yeah. I really liked her before, and now I'm just like, oh, I don't really like her anymore. I, I know. know. I Thank totally you. agree. And I mean, like, Doug is saying no, and then she approaches him again, and he's like, nope, I can't, I'm in a relationship. Like, he's very, but then he just has this moment where he kind of looks after her, and I just think, by me, by looking after her, I mean, he, like, looks at her as she's walking away. And it just makes me think, like, I was like, nope, Doug. Danger, you know danger. What? Danger, danger zone. So, <laughs> right. I don't have a lot of faith yeah. in him at the moment. Okay, so then Susan, there's this moment. Susan and Carol, I really like their friendship. They're they're fun. They're having this convo up on the rooftop while they're sunbathing, which is very bad. Nobody at all should be suntanning nowadays with what we know about skin cancer, okay? Don't yeah. do it. Suntanning <laughs> isn't cool anymore, okay? It's not cool. No. Use fake tanner <laughs> if you want to go. Use fake tanner. Yeah. And at least put on, at the very least, put on some SPF. 30 at the minimum. So Tag is apparently going to Paris for their honeymoon and Carol is going to Hawaii. They're going uh, to different places for their honeymoon. Did you pick up on that? I did not pick up on that. Oh, that's like, weird. This is not a good start, guys. This is not good. This is not how it that should be. That makes zero sense. Okay. Maybe she was joking. I don't know. But I definitely, she said, yeah, Tag is going to Paris and I'm going to go to Hawaii. Mm. 
maybe yeah. she was joking or like that that's what they initially wanted they both wanted to go to different places or something i don't know they're but just not willing weird. to compromise yeah it's very weird yeah why don't you even go if it's to one joke, location yeah right even if it's a joke it's a sketchy joke like jokes always are like a little bit truthful that's yeah. what makes them funny mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah but, so there's like yeah even if it's a joke that's not good that's not good no it's not good <laughs> anyway <laughs> even and I mean just I don't understand why this is a compromise go to Paris for one for one vacation maybe it's your honeymoon and then go to Hawaii for the next one you don't yeah, have to go like there's not anyways whatever yeah moving on vacation you're allowed when you get married and that's it <laughs> that's it when you're you're old, to so come home, you. you never leave <laughs> exactly. Totally. So, and there's like this really uh interesting moment chloe brings down her baby and she's like walking through the emergency department and they she runs into doug and doug sort of takes her and he's like oh this is so sweet but like you really shouldn't have her down here because babies at the stage really only have passive immunity from the mother. They don't really actually have their built immune system. So he's like, you shouldn't be up here. Like you shouldn't be down here. You should be back up in the nursery where it's safer. And then this patient comes crashing through the door with her boyfriend. She's like foaming at the mouth and she's obviously like not doing well. And Chloe is kind of disturbed and we're not really sure what she's thinking about when they pan to her face, but you can tell that she's, um, that she's seen this event and is disturbed by it. We later see her sitting on the stairs and she's crying and Susan approaches her and she's like, what's going on? And Chloe's like, I just feel powerless as a parent because I don't know how to protect my daughter and mom and dad tried. Obviously they couldn't protect me. Like, I don't know how I'm going to be a mom. Like, I don't know how I can protect her from, you know, uh, the evils of the world basically. And um, I just thought it was, I think she just encompassed what moms often feel, parents feel about their kids. Totally. You know? Totally. And it was a. You have that like, oh shit moment, right? That you're just like, oh my God, I have to now care for this child who cannot defend themselves whatsoever. Yes. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're crazy. Yeah. With Susan too, though. Yeah, really. And I felt like, you know, maybe this, sort of perspective will help Chloe turn her life around a bit. You know, maybe she'll be a bit more responsible for herself. Who knows? She's really, I feel, entrenched in this victim complex that she has. But I'm hoping that, you know, we see a change in her. I hope so, too. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I really liked the scene. It was, like, right prior to where Susan goes to sit down with Chloe. But... Susan and Carol are coming down from the roof and they have their sunglasses on and they're like strutting through the hallway. But totally. You guys are so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, they're just like strutting. They are yeah. strutting. They've got sunglasses yeah. on indoors. You mean business when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we find out. Right. Their friendship a lot yeah like and those two actresses have such good chemistry that they do yeah i like it we find out that carter has not been chosen for the surgical sub-eye so now he's kind of stuck in this limbo like okay well do i do emerge do i do surgery and uh in the end they've already chosen somebody for emerge 
So he yeah, can't do the like, emerge. He said no either. to emerge. Yeah. I think he said no to emerge a little preemptively. Like he had I think so all too. day. Yeah. I think it like when Dr. Green asked him later on, like, have you thought about it? Are you gonna take the ER sub I? Yeah. I think my response would have been like I'm still considering. I know you need an answer by the end of the day. I will totally give you an answer by the end of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, like, make sure you have a conversation with either Dr. Hicks or Dr. Benton before you decline the ER one. Yeah. I would have been like, is this going to happen? Because, like, literally then, like, a few hours after he declines the eMERGE one, he's not getting the surgical one. Which I know. So now he's screwed. He has no options. So, so um, you know what I think may have happened here is that we kind of know that things have sort of come easy for Carter, and that he sort of gets what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so and I wonder if he, it. yeah, I think he had a lot of confidence that he would get the surgical sub eye. That's a good point. Yeah. And so he was just sort of like, I'll say no to emerge. Like, I got the yeah, surgical sub Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he anticipated that there would be someone more qualified than him. I don't think it was like an, an arrogant thing at all. I think it was an ignorance and just sort of like blissfully unaware of how privileged he is and that he thinks that he thought that because of how his life has gone, he would right. have gotten this. And he really wanted the surgical one anyway, and he thought his odds were pretty good to get it. So right. I'm going to just turn down the merge. That's a good point. Like, and yeah. there was just zero chance I would ever do that. And, and maybe that's just coming from like a woman's more perspective, right? Where you're like, I want to lock down, make sure yeah. that I'm going to get something. And yeah. so, yeah, there's no way I would have turned down that emerge one without knowing about the surgical one first. Yeah, and even if they if I'd gone to the surgical one and they'd been like we haven't made a decision yet that decision should be coming in the next week I would be so tempted to take the eMERGE one even though I really wanted the surgical one because I just don't want to potentially lose out right like I don't know I would be super nervous about that that would be very stressful so I would yeah that would yeah yeah totally and I mean like it'll work out for him you know like he'll in some something in some capacity not good yeah. Yeah. yeah yes exactly. but yeah I mean like even in Canada uh there are some residents that never just don't get a placement you know like it, okay. it apparently it happens like for a specialty or I I'm obviously don't know what I'm talking about but there, I know that there are uh some residents or if you go into a specialty you don't necessarily get a place mm. if they oh, don't geez. have a, very stressful. I bet. Oh my god. Well then to add to the stress that we're all feeling now about poor Carter, Benton gets called away from a case and it's his mother. And they tell him like, no, you have to come now. It's very urgent. He goes to the care home and we find out that Benton's mom arrested by that I mean had a heart attack. And they resuscitated her for about 30 minutes. And she ended up dying. Yeah. Melissa, I got chills. Chills all over my body. Yeah. 
yeah it was pretty sad yeah poor dr benton and i really liked the parallel in language that they used because dr benton earlier in this episode like we kind of discussed he had to tell um a family member that like that that rebarb patient he had to tell their family member that he had passed away in surgery and he like they use the exact same language right like he says the exact same thing like unfortunately they went into arrest we worked on them for this many minutes and unfortunately they passed or they died he did say died and yeah Yeah. and like I'm really sorry and then this doctor to Dr. Benton says the exact same wording with like a different time on how long they worked on her. And I was just like, Oh, that's like, Oh, kind of poetically the way that they wrote that it was really poetic, but, uh, but yeah, very sad. Very Very. And he goes into the room. Um, his sister is in there, Jackie, and he comes around the corner. I kind of liked how they filmed it. Like it was just like his perspective, walking down the hallway, going to her room, turning into the room. First thing that I thought was that his mom was like laying in a weird position. Did you feel that way? Oh, I didn't notice. No. She, she looked alive to me. Like the way she had her arm kind of up by her chest. And I was like, oh. that's strange. Like, I don't know. It was just sort of like she doesn't actually look dead. But, you know. Because like she has whatever. no muscle tone when she's yeah. deceased. There's no way you'd be you able to have someone's hand, hand on their there. chest. Yeah. Yeah. It would flop off like every yeah. time. Like sometimes it's even hard to yeah. keep people's arms on the bed. Yeah. Because of the way they abduct just yeah. limply. Right. Yeah. So I find sometimes yeah. I do struggle getting them into like a restful looking position because their arms will flop off the bed yeah. or whatever. Like it's, yeah. there's no muscle tone there to hold your arms to your body right so yeah there's no way they'd be able to do that I didn't notice but yeah that's uh (laughs) that doesn't sound dead to me it's not funny it's not funny but immediately I was like (laughs) so he goes in and he's talking to Jackie and they hug and it's very sweet and then later Jeannie shows up and I was like oh damn oh damn oh damn Benton's in a vulnerable position. They have a crush on each other. Jeannie loves Benton's mom. What's going to happen? So then she goes up and they hold hands. And then Benton starts to cry. And then she starts trying to comfort him. And then they start to hug. And then they kiss. On the lips. And you know what? She kissed him. I rewatched. She knows. <laughs> like, like she, she he was just crying and she touched him first and then and he kind of awkwardly was like do I hug her do I hold her and then she kissed him and ah! then he, yeah he, like put his arms around her waist and I'm, oh! <laughs> so she was not like he if he kissed her I think it would have been a different story because he is emotional he's upset he likes her he's looking for comfort okay but like I mean I know she's also upset but not in the same way so for her to make that call to kiss him whoa I was like whoa this is a big deal I know right yeah so 
So that happened finally. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't know if I should be in support of this because she's a married woman. I know, like I'm, I'm like supportive because I like them together, but I'm also I... not supportive because I'm like, Jeannie, you are in a relationship. Yeah, and like I really like them together, like a lot. So I, oh. it's very hard to remind myself that she's married. This is not okay, um, but yeah. it's not okay. I don't know. I just, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. So we have to see what happens in the next episode regarding their relationship, which makes me very excited. Yeah. So drama, drama, drama. So Doug uh, is playing basketball. Mark comes out. They're like taking a break. Um, he's like, I want some advice. Um, and uh, like, they're just talking. So Doug isn't ready and he expresses that he's not ready to move in with Diane. And again, I was like, okay, yeah, she's not like putting any pressure on you, dude. She just asked. And right. you can say no. It was an idea. It's not like she's committed to this idea. Um, and she's not like a crazy chick. Like, I feel that she would be totally cool with this not happening and happening down the road when they're more committed to each other or something. Right. And. I'm still getting Diane and Linda mixed up because honestly, they sound the same to me. <laughs> Why? They're so I different. My notes. I'm still writing. I, whenever I'm talking about Diane, I want to write Linda. Linda. And I don't know why because they don't sound the same, but to me, they sound the same. And I had this issue. <laughs> it's so funny. And I had this. I had this issue in university. I had two friends and their names did not sound, well, they both ended in in, like an in sound, but I don't want to say their names, obviously, for, you know, I haven't asked their consent to talk about them. Um, But I would always call the other one by the other one's name every time. And they were like, Julie, our names don't sound alike. And like, it ends in an N, okay? Of course it sounds alike. I don't even have that. Yeah. (laughs) And like Linda and Diane don't even end or start. They have maybe, they have three letters that are the same in their names. That's (laughs) it. And they're in different configurations. Linda, (laughs) Diane. Like there's nothing about their names that are similar. (laughs) That is so funny. know that every time I'm talking about either one of those women I am making a very conscious effort to call them by the right name (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anyways moving on Susan and Carter have this cute really cute moment I just either I just love car I just love Carter I just adore him he is the best he comes in and they're like Susan is singing to the baby and she's talking about like constellations and she's like oh let's teach you the constellations there's the big dipper and the little dipper and then she's like that's all I know (laughs) which is same here that's all I know and then he Carter comes in and he makes this really funny joke I can't remember what he called the names but I was like oh classic classic Carter so silly I think he calls them by the three stooges what's the yeah that's right it is oh curly and yeah 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 but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he and, like pretends he knows what he's talking about, and then like yeah. names them stupid Ooh, things. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very well, cute. It is. So he tells Susan he is not doing the surgical, or that he didn't get the surgical sub eye, and he wants to do the merge one. And she was like, "Well, Doctor Green chose somebody else to do it because you weren't available." So now he's like, well, shit, what do I do? Like, I don't know what to do about this. Right. So, yeah, so he's kind of in limbo right now. We don't know what he's going to end up doing. So Diane walks up to Doug. She's like, we see Diane walking, and she's walking up to Doug's place. And Doug walks out the front door with fucking Linda. Oh, I just, I'm trying to figure out what this because obviously, okay, so did he not know that she was that Diane was going to be coming over, or like what did he think? Is she coming over unannounced? I'm not sure. And what is this supposed to convey? Is this supposed to convey that she and Linda like slept with each other, or he and Linda slept with each other? Like, what is this supposed to? He says it's not what it looks like, but I don't really get this. Yeah, I. I agree with you. I think that they maybe they didn't like actually hook up, but like they for sure the optics are really they weren't poor. innocent, right? right? Like they weren't innocent. Maybe they didn't have sex, but like they weren't innocent in this situation. Yeah. And I love Diane in this situation. I was gonna love yeah. her. Oh, yeah. she was and she's wonderful. like screw you, like yeah. screw you. And she, like, gets in her car, and he's like, give me another chance. And she's like, no, I will not. And drives yeah, away. He's like, I'll never do it again. She's like, yes, you will. Like, I'm yeah. not a moron. Yeah. Yes, and I just love how strong that is, because it would have taken a lot of effort for her to be so tough in that situation. Yeah. right? Because, like, it would be easy to just be like, maybe he won't do it again. Maybe he's different with me or whatever that girls yeah. often go through um yeah. that I'm changing him it'll be fine where she's just like nope like I I gave you the second chance by going out with you in the first place because right. she knew about his reputation her friend yeah. had dated him in the past and and then yeah she was like no I'm not I'm not being treated this way I don't deserve to be treated this way and screw you and I was just like ah, I love you screw you <laughs> Yes. So here's my prediction. Okay. Have it. I think that obviously Carol and Tag are gonna break up at some point. Right? Yeah. That's my prediction. Yeah. I'm gonna stay with that prediction, okay? Yeah. Tag, okay. Tag and Diane. Tag and Diane. Tag and Diane. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. They are I think so. I I do they had some chemistry in that elevator there was some awkward sexual tension there i think and tag is actually ultimately a better guy than doug at the moment yes yes yeah he's way more stable yeah and trustworthy right now yeah Yeah. i like it and they both want to get married in the same church so it's so perfect yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah. so then we see Jen because Jen has come to the hospital to wait for Mark and Mark is like really busy and he's got this case that's taking a long time 
So Jen comes to the hospital. She and Carol are talking about wedding stuff. And they have a lot of common things in their relationship about how they felt about their wedding. Which I was like, this is not, Carol, you should not see this as a good sign. That (laughs) they have so many issues and you're seeing parallels in your relationships. Okay? Like, this is not good. Yeah. I totally agree. Don't do it. Get out, Carol. Get out of that relationship ASAP. Yeah, Jennifer's trying to show you how this doesn't work out in the end. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I think that's the end of the episode then. Was there anything else that uh, happened? I think I'm pretty sure that's the Uh, end. Not the end. Okay. Exciting. It was big. There was lots that happened. Lots that happened. And I'm very excited for the next episode, the finale. Yeah, the finale. How is it going to work out? It's going to go down. It's going to be crazy. I know. Crazy. Yeah. Well, if we can even release the final episode, I will definitely have to see how this new, these new standards kind of roll out. Yeah. Hopefully we can, but we'll see, I guess. All right. So that concludes this episode. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to rate and subscribe the show. We aim for five stars. If everybody just leaves a review, guys, or tells a friend about the episode, more people can hear it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have not seen our review number change at all. So get on it, people. What are you doing? It takes you like five seconds. Yeah. Let's do it. Steal a friend's phone. Go into their Apple podcast. We will see you next week. Yeah. See you next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the episode, guys. This episode is created, edited, and produced by your hosts, Melissa and Julie. Music by Chris Yemes. Photography by Ainsley Cardoso-Wagner. And photo editing by none other than your hosts, Melissa and Julie. You can find us on Instagram at erdebriefedpodcast or now on Twitter at erdebriefed. We post updates with new content on there as much as we can. You can also email us at erdebriefed at gmail.com with comments, questions, suggestions, and more. We try to respond as quickly as possible, and we always appreciate hearing your feedback. Thanks again. Thanks again.